Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Nothing's impossible in terms of trading Russell Westbrook, but it's at what cost? Are you are you giving up picks with trading him? Are you taking back long term money with players that you may not be in love with, or do you just try to get through? the last year of a contract at $47 million. They're in a tough spot. Mm. What's that? NBA, are you trying to guess the the voice? Yeah, um, just the first person you think of with NBA news. Oh, Oh, Woj? Woj. Is that talking about the Lakers? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not trying to trick anybody. Who's a three-point shooter who used to be on all the time, Tim... Legler, is it Legler? Was it yeah. Tim Legler? Well, Tim Legler is on, yes. Is he still on? Yeah, they're sounding here from him today. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if he's still doing it. Dallas Mavericks took a giant hit. See Luka Doncic might be out now for yeah. a while. Yeah, that stinks. The uh, playoffs get going here soon. Pretty tonight. soon. They start tonight? Well, the play-ins tonight. Oh, the play-ins. Yeah. Yeah. The, the play-ins? <laughs> the play-ins? Yeah. <laughs> well, That's well, the play-in. Yeah, right? but let's be honest, right? Does the play-in feel a little bit like the first four? In the NCAA play tournament, it does to me. It doesn't because the Nets are in. See, yeah, that's the point where it's like you got some pretty high profile yeah. teams. If the, the Lakers were in it too, it would even magnify it more. Correct, yeah. right? Correct. They couldn't even make that. So, um, is that, Ben Simmons playing or? Uh, no. Okay. No. So okay. should we do like I saw some prop bets and stuff on the postseason in the NBA, mm-hmm. but should we do like a an NBA bracket? And if we do, do we wait till this part is all done? I said wait till, till, yeah. till the eight or something. I mean, yeah, we, let's we, wait. We should, yeah, let's wait. It's like the NCAA tournament bracket, yeah, right? That's we what I'm saying. Till the... I mean, we can do a bracket on this just right now. Cavs but, and Nets tonight. But that's what it feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like the first four where it's like, all right, tell me when the real thing starts. For sure. For sure. Yeah, sort of. Now, are these playing games, is it best of three or is it just best of one? Pretty sure it's just one. Best of one, okay. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. It's like a wild card game. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, football at five. We're not going to talk football for a moment. Uh, Got to get uh, into the Masters real quick. By the way, you want to talk about ratings. Holy cow. Crushed it, huh? Oh, my gosh. The And by the way, Tiger wasn't playing in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But the, the Masters has found a spot where, like, nothing else really is going on. It was a nice day yesterday in Jacksonville. And the ratings on CBS for the Masters rivaled a Jags game. Mm. Does that surprise you? Is that good or bad? It's no, no, from a good in a good way. Like, okay. like, well, I mean, it's not like the best Jags game, sure, but it's more sure. like probably like a like every Jags game. Okay, um, especially when over these last few so years. Well. Okay. Now, listen, the Jags have even dipped lower than this number because when you're one in fifteen, etc. Yeah, but they're also they've also been higher than the, this number quite a bit too. But my point is, it's in that. That neighbor, it would out. The Masters would have outdone any other NFL game on a Sunday other than the Jacks. Wow. In Does that surprise? In Jacksonville, yeah. Does that surprise you? Um, I mean, it does since Tiger wasn't really in contention. Yes. Yeah, it surprises, it surprises me, me because Scotty Scheffler and Cam Smith. Um, when Rory made the charge at the end, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. People might be tuning in because they see what's happening on social media, but. When Scotty Scheffler is your leader the whole time, yeah, that does kind of surprise me. Well, and not only that, like you said, it, I, I don't think Scheffler's like 
I think Scheffler's a little bit boring. Yeah. Of a of a of a great player right now, and I don't mean that in disrespect to him. That's okay. Yeah. But I, I just the way you know, Rory McIlroy is like a star, right? I mean, you can find like the next big thing, or obviously Tiger's Tiger. Phil's Phil, mm-hmm. but I just don't feel like Scheffler's in that. I, I think people don't even know who he is, and that might make it a neat story, too. I mean, my mom called me today, and she was talking about, oh, I love that Scotty Scheffler one. I'm like, Mom, you don't know shit. I can't believe you knew Scotty <laughs> well, Scheffler was. Well, let me ask you this. How, mom. how old is Scotty Scheffler? 45. Okay. Doesn't he so, look a little bit like a, like a little Jay Leno? That's <laughs> interesting. Is, that's an insult. I, I got to see this guy now. No, I see where you're coming you from. You see it? Yeah. I see Jay Leno in A little bit. He's kind of goofy, too. I'm yeah. going to say, okay, if he's 25, okay, I can definitely see Jay Leno. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I said that to my mom. Mm. She's like, I don't see that. Oh, I was like, come on, Bob. This guy's 25, huh? Mm, he looks like he's like 30-something. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay. He's a big Texan. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say yeah. this. At what point do we change Scotty to Scott, though? Because, like, to me, Scotty is like when you're never Casey. You, never. You're all bored the Scotty Sheffler train. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Scott yeah, Sheffler? Yeah. Scotty yeah, Scheffler. but Scott Sheffler sounds like you're more mature. Like, you know, it's going to grow it. up a little bit. Scotty? Bro, he's a, frat, he's a frat boy, though. Okay, but this guy's putting on a green jacket with all the legends. We're going to call him Scotty? It's awesome. I mean, Scotty Pippen, boy, I guess. In with I guess Scotty Pippen, too. I guess you go you go to Scott when you go to the champion store. Okay. When you're 60 and you make that decision, you slide over. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to talk about anything more because Scotty Pippen's a thing, too. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, Scotty Pippen, Scott Pippen. Yeah, Scotty Pippen, Scotty Shuffler. Okay. Well, so what, Casey, you know this better. Mm-hmm. You you like golf a lot. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. But Scotty <laughs> Shuffler doesn't. My point being, Scotty Shuffler or Scott. Yeah. We're just going to change him to Scott. <laughs> Scott Shuffler. Like, he, like, it's cool. He's won four times in 57 days. He's an unbelievable player right at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure what he's like. Because I don't know if you leave the Masters like, man, I can't wait to watch Scotty play in the. So you're saying of all the guys that could have won, he's not the top and, five? To be honest with you, I'm not sure Cam Smith would have done this too. Oh, I think Cam Smith, because I, I know. So. Yeah. So you. Well, see, what a so cool that, story that would have been. Uh, so that Okay, so that answers my question. Yeah. I don't know this. Like, again, it's hard for me. Like, I don't mind Scotty Sheffield. I'm asking about the casual fan. The ma- You know, is it cool that somebody's won, that this is, he's that hot? Like, it would be like a musician having yeah. number one, number one, number one. It would be, it doesn't matter if you heard of him or not. You're kind of like, that's the wave. That's the story. Yeah. But then you add in, it's not like, there's nothing to grab onto with Scheffler, right? There's not like... Oh my gosh, he like with DeChambeau, he was this different character. Sure. Like you might have other guys where there's this personality. You might have another player who's super young, you're like, oh wow, he's Rory's gonna go chase all these tiger records, which you could have talked about. I don't think anybody believes that's happening with Sheffler. I think this is his moment right now. This is his time. Mm-hmm. And and he's he's a good player and he's gonna be a good player for a long time. But I'm not sure he's gonna dominate the world like he's done in the last two months. Maybe ever again in his career. Like I don't feel that way. I'll say this and take it for how you want. I don't have a lot of friends that are, like, diehard golf fans, per se. But, like, on Facebook and on my Twitter, they're talking about Cameron Smith trying to win. Like, they're saying Cameron Smith won. Yeah. I, I think it's they more like just, the like, the, it's the hair, it's the swag. It's the same point with Scheffler that you're making that can you can make with Cam Smith and with Scotty Scheffler. He's one of us. Like, yeah. when you look at Cam Smith, when you look at Scheffler, maybe not as much Scheffler, but you can well, make this I'm, comparison. I, I was in a fraternity when I was in college. You but know? you don't – I don't look at either of those two guys and say, oh, I can't be that guy. Like, True. that's a guy that has fun on the weekends, comes yeah. out here, does his thing. You don't look at Roy McIlroy that way. But, see, that's the thing with Cam Smith, though. Like, 
I can see Cam Smith at the beach bars on a Saturday night, like, living it up. I yeah. could, too. Now, maybe Scott Shuffler is the same way. He is. He, but, yeah, like, Cam I mean, Smith definitely gives me those vibes. Exactly. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, well, meanwhile, the big story is Tiger, right? Tiger yeah. made it through 72. He was awful, <laughs> quite frankly, on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, the crazy thing about Tiger is he did not play that poorly on Saturday. He putted horrifically. Mm. I mean, he could. of all the things, we thought the hills might get him. We thought the body <laughs> might get him. You know what got him? The cold. He couldn't feel the putter. Oh, is that what it was? Is that what he said? He, or just, well, yeah, that's what he, he said, said he had no feel. Okay. I mean, he, he could not putt. And, well, it was obvious. He had five three-putts and a four-putt. Sure. I mean, that is like, whoa. Yeah. I'd be My my putter, if I did that in a round of golf, five three-putts and a four-putt, gone. I'd yeah. be putting with my driver by the end. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, that's, that's not fair. even, I'm not making that up. Like, it would be flat out gone. <sighs> yeah. It'd be up in a tree. It'd be in a lake. Yeah. Or it'd be split in two. Well, and didn't, didn't Shuffler, like, the last hole was, like, a four putt or something? Or a <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, that doesn't. But that was kind of funny, though, in a way. I guess. You, you could, but... He had a five-shot lead, and you could tell he totally just didn't care anymore. Yeah. And he missed, like, these. he had made everything for the last two months, and he couldn't make a three-foot putt at the end. But see, there, there's no drama <laughs> in that, though. Nah, there wasn't. Yeah. I, I do. I, I want to look this up, and I should, because I thought Scheffler was going to run away with it on Friday into Saturday. Yeah. And he didn't really. He, we had more drama probably than I thought we'd get. But I got to believe the Masters is the, the tournament where people run away from everybody else more than anything. Like, and I got to. I want to go look that up. Mm -hmm. Like, has have people won at the Masters by more margins than at the U.S. Open than at? the Open Championship than at the PGA. I mean, have there been like a lot of playoffs that come No, I mean, it feels like it's never close. Didn't Bub, it, was, it, wasn't Bubba's close when he well, won it? And by the way, there have been plenty of Yeah, obviously yes. there's been some There have close. been plenty. But my point is you remember, like 25 years ago, Tiger blitzed the field. Sure. Right? Uh, two years ago, or in the fall one, that would have been 2020, Dustin right. Johnson blitzed the field. Mm. And the, we've seen that. And I think it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird, what, somebody just gets hot, plays the course really well, the putter's working. Because, listen, the course played hard. Course played really hard. That's how good he is right now. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that was my takeaway is he is so much better than everybody else at the moment. Mm -hmm. Because I think there are only eight, nine guys under par for the yeah, tournament. Nine. Yep. And and he he was ten under. Yeah. And really was like twelve under the way he played. So with Tiger Woods now, is he playing in the next one? So here's what Tiger says. Tiger says, I'm playing in the open championship for sure. Okay. And see that's a flat ground. At nice the open. flat ground. That's it what is, we need. Yeah. Now, flat. Are there some valleys? Is he, is he going downhill <laughs> at all? He's good. Don't want to blow an Achilles or he's, something, Tiger. No, okay, it's just good. nice flat. That I like that. Flat. We don't have to talk good. about the hills. Good. I also think that's that's in July, so it gives him a little time to recover. Okay. The question is will he play at Southern Hills in the PGA, which is next month? Mm. A place that he's played well before. He likes it, but can he recover in time and feel like he can play? And that one has hills in the name, so it's got to be a little bit more sloping. For sure. So I'll be interested to see what Tiger does. But Tiger did say this. Listen, I'm not playing a full schedule. Not that he ever really played a full schedule anyway, but he's just playing the big events. Cool. So he basically gave us some news um, on that front. Uh, all in all, though, I think it was cool to watch Tiger e even though he didn't play well on Saturday, Sunday. I think it was still enjoyable. You know what else? What else? Uh, uh, the evolution of athlete and athletes, and especially the big-time athletes, always fascinates me. Mm. Like, I, we talk about Tyson all the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's he is maybe the most interesting athlete we have ever seen. 
from that perspective. Oh, yeah, he's parlayed his career into unknowns, like leaps and bounds. Nobody gave him anything, you know? Take him back in 1990 to now 2020 and take that 30 years, and you wouldn't have time in a 30 for 30. That's my point, right? So Tiger is, um, we're watching that now with Tiger. Tiger is like this appreciative, reflectful, full of gratitude kind of guy mm-hmm. where before he was just robotic. Let me ask And you. he's been that way a little bit now. He's, he relates to the other players, all sure. this stuff. He's just a different guy. And, of course, we grew up in a generation where we saw him be robotic and beat everybody to death. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this evolution of him uh, in a totally different way than Tyson, by the way. But I bet there's some more similarities than we than we think. Let me ask you this, though. Like, we always praise, like, Tom Brady because he kind of changed it up when he went to Tampa Bay, you know, from New England where he had more fun. Aaron Rodgers has changed it up drastically in terms (laughs) of just not caring anymore, it seems like. But guess what? He's still in the MVP awards, right? So he's still playing at a very high level. Tiger Woods now kind of evolving into this this new Tiger. Is it going to hurt his game in the long run? I think it did. Uh, By the way, I don't think this is necessarily a new I think this is the next step of Tiger sure. in his appreciation level. Okay. I think we saw this coming when he came back like a few years back, like in 18. Uh, and we might have even seen a couple glimpses of it earlier, his appreciation, his change, his, his hanging out with the other golfers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he would talk to anybody before because he just wanted to beat him so bad. Of course. Right? And you didn't want to give him any hints or anything. And he was playing at the highest of levels when he was doing that. Yeah. And yeah. so to your point, I think it changed then. Okay. I think the, the dominance of Tiger, when he teed it up, that intimidating factor, it, he lost that, one, because he took that absence and he got hurt and hurt and hurt, mm-hmm. and he wasn't as good as anybody anymore, just he wasn't. That was fact. Yeah. And this other generation of golfer got so much better and caught him, and so they weren't afraid of him anymore. But there was just this new appreciation that Tiger was playing and still could play at a high level from time to time, but the intimidation was gone, and I think we saw that back then. So to your point, I think Tiger could still run into a W somewhere, potentially, sure. or run into a top of a leaderboard somewhere. But, yeah, those days are long gone. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I know we're speaking just theoretical right now, but do you think all the trials and tribulations that Tiger Woods had to go through, if he didn't go through them, and I'm talking like all the drama and you know, all the injuries and things, do you think that we would saw that Tiger Woods till today, or do you think it would still be the old-school Tiger of kind of being a little standoffish and being focused and just winning? I like to think that Tiger would have morphed into a little bit more like this, maybe not just as drastically okay. because he's just getting older okay. and more appreciative. And, and by the way, I think he appreciates what he's done to the point that he knows he built this generation of golfer. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got those golfers thanking him every step he goes, everywhere he goes. But I do, I get what you're saying well, there. Yeah. I think he would have kept that that persona that he did have yeah. longer. Because we always talk about, like, Jordan or, like, Kobe. Like, up until, you know, the, the days where they're out of their prime and they stop, like, they, it always seemed like they still had that mentality. I mean, Kobe Bryant's, what, still dropping, like, 50 points his last game or one of his last games at home. Like, it, it seemed like they, they, they stayed true to that throughout their entire career. Um, like I said, Brady and Rodgers have changed the dynamic a little bit, and have changed their personalities. I, I just wonder if Tiger was maybe a victim of circumstance because he really had no choice but to change. Yeah, he did That's all that to, he's been through. He kind of changed. Captain Rick, we're going to get to you in a moment, but uh, let me just, I, I love what you said there, but even Kobe's interesting to me. Okay. Because until he died, and we were down in Miami watching all that coverage at the yeah. Super Bowl, mm-hmm. 
I don't think we knew a lot of the stuff that he had done to kind of give back to the game, to give back to the younger players. That's we true. We had this whole mob of mentality that he was always like this. And see, when I think of that mentality, the Tigers, the Jordans, the Kobe's, the whoever's, mm-hmm. I think you have to be a super selfish person to get there. Correct. Like, if you want to be great, I mean, to, I'm talking that level great, mm-hmm. you have to be so selfish. Mm-hmm. Selfish that you don't care as much about being a dad, about being a husband, about being a friend, about me. You have to be that kind of selfish. What we learned about Kobe is he really wasn't. He had already changed into that at some point in his career. Yeah. We didn't know as much about that. Yeah. And I think I think we're seeing that a little bit with Brady. Thought about the family more over the last few years, right? Mm-hmm. I'd say he was a bad dad and a bad husband. But we thought about hanging it up because he's like, okay, this has all been about me, but I got to think more about them and so that's why he maybe did retire and he also is a guy that shouts out the younger players in the league the other players in the league way more than he did five years ago but i'll say this though and i agree with you there like we we found out a whole new level of kobe Bryant in terms of like how he helped like the next generation because we didn't know about that we really only knows what was the the whole mamba mentality thing but i always got the feeling and brady and rogers you can say this too when they're on the field though it still is that Mamba mentality. You know, it, it still is that me above everybody else. Yeah. And you see that if, if Rodgers are chewing somebody out because they dropped the ball or, or Brady's yelling offensive coordinator or something like that. Like, true. you still see that. Like, do you do you see a difference in the way Tiger plays, though? Yeah, I, and don't, how I he, don't. Okay, so it's still the no, same. No, I see that same intensity. Okay. I see that. Okay. I, I, it's hard to say because he's just not as good as everybody. True. See, Brady and Rodgers, they're still the best. I think Kobe's the most interesting because by the time he did leave, he wasn't as good as everybody else, Mm -hmm. right? He had lost a lot, Mm -hmm. but we didn't know all that other stuff until he passed. I remember saying it to you, man, I wish I knew more about Kobe before this. Um, So, yeah, really interesting um, about our star athletes, how how they change. And yeah. I think Tiger's in that group for sure. Let's get Captain Rick in here. Sorry to keep you waiting, man. Hope you had a good weekend. Captain Rick Riles? I had a fabulous weekend, Brent, and you're absolutely right. Um, there's a couple things. First off, I don't think we'll ever see another Tiger because Tiger changed golf, and now we see Tiger all the time, and we don't recognize him. I, I, I think that, that um, Scotty winning yesterday was great, but now everybody trains and everybody's an athlete. And, you know, Roy McElroy and all the guys that were chasing him, they're athletes too. Tiger came up right after we were done with Julius Burroughs. And who was the walrus, Craig? Uh, what was his name? Yeah, uh, Stadler. <laughs> yeah, Stadler. Those guys couldn't play today. No, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a new, it's a new day in golf, and, and Tiger made it that way. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, um, could he fish well today? Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Fishing was good today. In fact, I got a chance to go off with my buddy Dave Chris today. There are red snapper everywhere. There are still a handful of bass. You can scrape out a limit if you try hard enough. There were boats out at the Gulf Stream over the weekend. The mahi are showing up a little. They're certainly not red hot. The endless summer, I guess, had seven yesterday. But uh, they weren't, weren't really big fish. Uh, closer to shore, there are cobia on the beach, and they are here. They are between St. Augustine and Jacksonville. A few on the manta rays, quite a few on the on the pogey pods. Uh, an awful lot of boats headed down the beach. The cobia fish today. Surf fishing is extraordinary. Spencer Brogdon uh, sent me a picture of a cooler full of big pompano and whiting. Just some fabulous eating going on there. So fishing's very very good. The wind has picked up dramatically this afternoon going to blow pretty hard tonight. Supposed to lay back down tomorrow. 
I expect the ocean to probably stay closed, but it just might back might back, open up back up by Wednesday. Uh, but you can count on us. We'll be back tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fish Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Captain Rick. Appreciate it. Captain Rick Riles, for Sportsman Fishing Report each and every day. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And, uh, by the way, going out on the water, going out on the golf course, going to the beach. Summer's about to start. Shady Rays, shadyrays.com. Use the promo code BRENT. 50% off two pair of Shady Rays. Shadyrays.com. How about the uh, two sand shots on 18, though? That was awesome. Rory and uh, Morikawa. It's crazy. That was terrific. Terrific theater. Gotta love sports. Yeah. I loved how Rory was so happy for Morikawa. Yeah, that was different. That was kind of neat. They're like friend. They're like weird friends that you never thought you'd have since Rory's like old <laughs> and Morikawa's like not. By the way, Rory, he is going to win a green jacket. He can blitz that course, man, if he would just play well two of the days. Yeah, literally. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6 9. Winning is, is everything to me. And um, the, the fact that I was playing the way I was playing and it wasn't resulting in winning is just, um, you know, wasn't enough. Um, you know, so, you know, the frustration level was definitely at a, at a high at times and because you just... Trying to figure out how can we be better and figure out how the team can be better. And, you know, and then you, know, you hit with, you know, COVID protocols and, you know, and guys in and out and, you know, then you hit with injuries. You know, we get a full sample size of what the team can possibly be because you, I mean, I was watching the game last night and I think last night was our 40th starting lineup. Yeah. LeBron? Yep. It's over. You hate to see it. I was, I was thinking this today. It's a good thing you didn't win the scoring title. <laughs> just to bring just to bring more light to him when he doesn't really need it. Yeah. yeah. I, I almost wonder if he's glad that he didn't. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, like it looks kind of, ba- you know, it's kind of like, at least uh, I was close. I had a 30-point year. Yeah. I played pretty well, but at least I don't have to talk about, like, I did this and my team was terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just like go. He probably wants his. Season oh, he to wants go to go away. away right? Yeah, he wants to go away, and then you know, obviously they're, they're. Well, is Vogel officially fired, or are we still waiting on that? Why are we still waiting on a report for that? Like he got fired. Okay, well, it's official though. Yes. Okay. Okay. I thought that was interesting because he said he didn't. Yeah. Well, you like, know how that whole thing went down, right? No. Like there was rumors that he's going to get fired. And then he, I forgot who he was talking to. He said, and expletive, but he said, I haven't bleeping heard anything about me getting yeah. fired. I'm still the coach of the Lakers. And then I guess today he got fired. Yeah. Now, so, so, I mean, because the report came out like late last night, like late, yeah. late last night. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird that it's still a report and a report hasn't happened yet, but that's why. Eh? Yeah. Obviously, social media found out before he did. Yeah. And so he's probably not happy with that. Real question, and I might be wrong here, is Eric Spolstra the only guy to ever coach LeBron James and not get fired? <laughs> Seriously. Well, probably. But it's a little bit the nature of the NBA, too, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. I mean, especially the teams like LeBron in Cleveland, of course it's going to be like that because, um, I mean, he was the whole team, it felt True. like. But, like, see, here's my issue, though. Like, I'm, I'm not sure, like, how much Vogel had to say of what players are coming to the Lakers yeah. or not. I think that was more LeBron. So, like, sure. If, if I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure how good of a coach Vogel is. But what I know is what he had to work with. Eesh. 
Good luck yeah. to anybody. Uh, but I also would say is the reason he got the job because of LeBron. True. You know? Yeah. He's probably handpicked. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So, uh, but I, I will consider that you, you brought up something really interesting. For the longest time, I think you could make the case San Antonio Spurs were like the most underrated sports organization that we had. Mm-hmm. They went under the radar. They kept winning and winning and winning and winning. Popovich is definitely in that boat, yeah. right? You, yeah. I think the most underrated coach we have in sports might be Spolster. I think True. it's an unbelievable what that like. He was like he looked like a like a twenty two year old kid <laughs> yeah. that was coaching with LeBron. I mean, he looked like the the water boy. Well, and you know who got to start and, and Wade and and Bosh. Yeah, and you know who got to start in the league. He was the guy that was like editing video. He was like the, the video guy. Yeah, he was like, like uh, coming from like a big like prestigious coaching background. He was like a director of basketball operations yeah. kind of position. Yeah, and look at him. I know. And him driving. And, and I mean, Riley and him, uh, Riley has obviously tutel, tutored him along the way. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a great story. How competitive they've been, how good they've been, how much have he survived without LeBron, to your point. I think it says more about him than maybe LeBron and the other guys that have been fired. For sure. Along the way. Yeah. Um, so NBA playoffs to start t- tonight. Action Sports Jacks OT is tonight at 6 o'clock as well. Do we have some NBA games, Casey? Because the shrimp are off on a Monday? Nope. Okay. Um, here's your football at five note by yeah. the Dylan Moses cut yeah. by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm surprised. You're a little surprised by that. I am. I mean, you talk about a guy in Dylan Moses when you got him. I mean, it was a chance because he coming off an injury, right? But we talk about a full strength Dylan Moses, what we saw in college. I thought he had some promise there. And I thought this year, you know, assuming he was going to be 100% healthy, um, a new regime comes in, you see the potential, and it's like, all right, well, let's see what OTAs look like. Let's see what the training camp looks like. I thought he was going to be competing for, you know, some some depth at least or maybe even a starting spot. Like, I thought he was that good of a player. Um, I'm not sure, like, what all transpired, but I will say this much. Usually when a new coach comes in and he starts, you know, it's like, all right, this guy's going to be gone before OTAs even start. It's one of two things. Either he doesn't fit scheme-wise, which – I don't think that's fair to say. I mean, a middle linebacker in a 3-4 or 4-3, like, you can probably find a spot for him. Or he just didn't gel with, like, the, the chemistry, the team chemistry of what the locker room was, um, which could be the case as well. But, like, to me, it's very eerie to make that move unless you know something that maybe we're not privileged to knowing, let's just say. It, it raises the question of this. We've seen all these mock drafts that we do, and you get a guy like Moses that gets cut, and I think people thought, hey, maybe that's something there. Mm-hmm. Like, where is the Jaguars' need for a linebacker? I mean, it, it's got to be up there because do you have two bona fide starters? You you have one for sure because you just brought them here in free agency. I but mean, do you have – Is I'm going to look at their depth chart and just – I mean, obviously Shaq Quarterman sure. comes to mind uh, for the Jags. Um, yeah, I'm going to probably look at the wrong one. Let me just double-check so we don't miss a name here. I mean, essentially, you got uh, Luakon obviously being the, the starting middle oh, yeah. linebacker. And they're spending $15 million for him. He takes, like... You yeah. got Shaq Quarterman, you got Tyrell Adams, Chappelle Russell, Elijah Sullivan. Now, they just um, they just signed a guy to exclusive rights. Jameer um, Jones. Jameer Jones. Uh, I mean, yeah, like this... Again, I don't know how this organiz- this regime's going to like Chappelle Russell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the last one did, especially on special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got to play a little bit because of their injuries and everything else. And I think maybe in that COVID game against the Jets, I think he might have played if I'm, my memory serves me right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, Foy Alucan is the, is the guy, right? Yes. 
And right now, at least on like this depth chart, Shaq Quarterman is penciled in on the other side of him. Mm-hmm. Like I think that could be the case. I don't know what you're not going to be like twelve million a year at every spot. You no, know? no, not at all. But I think it, it it asks the question, Brent, in the draft of is there a spot that you can upgrade? Yeah, that's fair. You know. Yeah, and and but that's where people are going. Like. I keep seeing linebacker, linebacker. I don't know if, first of all, we need multiple linebackers in the draft. <laughs> not according to Shocky. Yeah, I mean, Shocky Mock. Yeah, but yeah. that hasn't been the only Shocky Mock no, that I has know, it. I think, no, pe- I, I think people are trending in that direction. Like, are, you know, there's a lot of talk on Jags Twitter. They feel like, hey, um, if a guy like N'Kobe Dean drops to 33, would you take him over a receiver even mm-hmm. because there's tremendous value and a need? Listen, I love N'Kobe Dean. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to complain about N'Kobe Probably the best Dean. linebacker, arguably, in the whole yeah. draft. I also yeah. don't see him dropping the 33, quite frankly. But I do not. I don't either. Uh, do, does that mean that one of those two picks at 65 and 70, let's just say they go pass rusher, receiver, mm. like everybody wants to do? Give me chills right now, bro. <laughs> 65 <laughs> and 70. Mm. Like, what positions are 65 and 70? Interior defensive line? Yes. Like, and that's a possibility right? for sure. Yep. And is in that same breath, is it linebacker? Mm-hmm. And so then three out of the first four picks, are you going defense? Well, and that's kind of contradicting what we say with the draft of helping Trevor Lawrence out, isn't it? Um, I think, you know, th- the play for guard has to be considered, or at least offensive line help has to be considered. Um, could even be a center if one drops. It could be a center as well. I, I, I mean, I'll say it like this. I think when I look at the depth chart right now, and it's just all on paper, right? we got to see all these guys show up in Absolutely. OTAs and everything, so it's hard to say off the bat. But, like, the way I look at it right now, in terms of defensive line, all right, Malcolm Brown probably going to be a certain, I mean, a penciled in starter. Um, Fadokasi, for what you're paying him, is going to be a penciled in oh, starter. Gosh, yeah. Right. Um, Roy Robertson Harris, you know, I that this is a guy that was highly touted last year in terms of pre agency. Um, I mean, he's still going to have a home here, you know, but like, could you upgrade that from what we saw last year? Probably. So I think you can definitely upgrade that spot. To me, it comes down to either interior defensive line or it comes down to linebacker. And I think when you talk about that, Brent, and I, you know how I feel about value sometimes in the draft. But if we're talking about the third round and a player presents itself there, either position, yeah, I think you pull the trigger on one of those positions. Could you, in this 3-4 scheme, could you play um, Trevon Walker mm-hmm. in that spot? In a defensive end role? I mean, he's not. He's bigger than Roy Robertson Harris. Yeah, he's he's probably bigger than. Uh, yeah, he is. He's bigger than Dewan Smoot. Sure. Well, and see, that's the thing though. We talk about Smoot like. You want to you put more on the he's edge. He's more on the, the linebacker edge. spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Harris is. How much does Harris weigh? Do we? I mean, he, he could be Harris at least on this that I'm looking up. I thought he'd be heavier. Than, he's he's more than two fifty. Oh, he? he's way more than two fifty. Yeah, yeah. There's no way Roy Robertson Harris is two fifty. Yeah, well, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, that's that's. Let me let me get a better calculation sure. on that. But um, to answer, that's what just but when I looked him up, I was like, wait a minute, that's yeah. But to answer your question, if if I was gonna take Walker, yeah, he's a two ninety five. Sure. Guy. If I was gonna take Walker, fifty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's Fix that. Yeah, I mean, is he in muscle fitness? Like, what are we talking about? Here? Is he on the yeah. beach? What are we six five, doing? six five, two ninety five. But could you play a six five, two hundred eighty five pound guy there? It's you're. It's gonna come with questions. Yeah. Because, like, okay, the thing about Walker, what are we talking about? He's, he's athletic. He's gifted. Like, and I get all that, and I'm with you. But to expect him to play a position like Clayus Campbell played, where now you're two-gapping, like, it doesn't matter, like, how fast you get off the ball. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. Like, you still need to have size and strength yeah. to kind of hold that gap. 
So if the Jaguars do go Walker, I hope they play him even on a base defense more on the outside. It would be an opposite of a guy like Josh Allen as opposed to, you know, now two gapping, asking him to take on double teams because I don't think if you draft somebody number one overall, that's what you want him to do anyways. Well, and, and by the way, I would say this is that if if you take a guy like that, that's this freaky athlete mm-hmm. and you're putting him in that spot. Are you neutralizing him to a degree? Almost to the point where we said with a guy like Miles Jack, if you're playing him on the strong side early on in his career, are you neutralizing his athletic abilities and what do you want him to do? I'm going to say this. If the plan is to take Walker at number one or maybe you trade back somehow, I get my $100 from you because yes, they made a bet on it and they trade back and they get Walker. The last thing I want to see him play is defensive end in 3-4 defense. Yeah. And I don't care if it's only for a limited amount of reps. He's fast enough to play on the outside. Yeah. And I think he's strong enough to play on the outside as well. So why, why you would... It's almost like you're you're restricting him. That's what I'm saying. And what yeah. you're asking him to do if you put him at a big defensive end. Let's talk more about this linebacker position. They had Miles Jack and a Damian Wilson, mm-hmm. right? Miles Jack's your athletic guy. Damian Wilson was the signal caller, mm-hmm. but a downhill guy. Aluakon is now your signal caller, really replacing the Damian Harris, which you would think yes. is kind of like a major upgrade, right? And they see, at least, listen, cost-wise, it's a major upgrade. They just no, spent a sure. boatload of money yeah. because they invested into his skill and potential yeah. from that spot. Now, I'm going to say, if you buy into the metrics and everything, don't go on Pro Football Focus and see what he got, though, yeah. as far as a grade's concerned. Yeah. And just saying, don't but, go on there. But they are looking for way better play out of that spot, the Damian Wilson spot. Even though I thought Wilson played well at times last year, yeah. but there, or uh, what there, I'm asking you is this: What are the? How do you differentiate the two linebackers in the three-four? Yeah. Like, what skill set do you need? Is Shaq Quarterman too small to play so, one of those spots? Can sure, he sure. play downhill like that? Yeah. So, so what are we looking let, for? Let, let, let me ask you this: Okay, when you think of a guy like Luke Keekley, what about you? What about Luke Keekley when he was really you know playing at a very high level? Whether there's a three-four defense or a four-three defense. What about Luke Keekley did everybody love, would you say? I would say... Uh, More than anything. Speed. Okay. Downhill. But I think to me it would be instincts. Yeah, yeah like that's he, good. Yeah. He, he was always, always, in the right, the ball. always in the right spot at the right time. Yeah. That's what you need if it's a... Regardless, if it's a 3-4 defense or 4-3, that's what you want your middle linebacker to be. Okay? And then that's what, you know, Lucan's going to yeah. be. Instinctual. He, he's going to... Fast. He's going to be making all the right calls, right? He's going to be setting this defense up for success. And he has to be in the right spot at the right time, much like Luke Kuechly. Now, athleticism, sure, you got to have that as well. You got to have the, the, the whole gambit. But like the biggest thing that you need is to make sure everyone's set up, and you have to have that IQ. Which Luke Kuechly, I mean, more than like, yeah, he was athletic, he was gifted. But like, what set Luke Kuechly apart from everybody else was his just the IQ of seeing the play before it even happened. Yeah. And by the way, they think that, and and I would agree with them. They think they're going to get an upgrade over Miles Jack in that regard. They, yeah. they might. It's hard to get an upgrade over Miles Jack athletically, yeah. but they feel like they'll get an upgrade over him in that spot. So, so then, how do you play the? What's the so other guy? So there's a thing then. So then we talk about the middle linebacker in a three-four defense. You got to have the instincts. The weak side, the other side, middle linebacker, the weak side. That's where athleticism comes in because now he's blitzing. Now he's doing a little more um, than what the middle linebacker would be doing, right? So he can blitz. Um, he can drop back into coverage. It's just a lot more on that guy's plate, and that's where athleticism shows. So Alul Khan's going to be more of just like the, the instinct, get everybody on the right page. The guy opposite of him has to be more of like the Miles Jack type, where yeah. it's an athletic freak, but I mean, you have to use him right. The bottom line is if they had kept Miles, let's just say money didn't matter or yeah. whatever didn't matter. They'd be pretty awesome at linebacker, given the skill sets, wouldn't they? I mean, you would think so, Brent, but look at last year. Was it Miles Jack's best year last year? No. And I think of the world that he found himself in, it really should have been. 
You know, because they asked him to be an athlete. They asked him to go sideline to sideline. We didn't really see a lot of that, I thought. Yeah, he had like 110 tackles and stuff, but I don't, but he didn't make how impact many, plays. Yeah, and then how many plays did we see like a tight end get open? Or like, you know, it's yeah. just there's too many negatives there. And I, I just wondered, did anybody have a good year last year under the circumstances? Did he Was he impacted? Like, I'm not sure. giving him a free pass, but I mean, there's some of these guys more impacted than others. LaVisca, oh, Miles, yeah. I don't know. No, don't get it twisted. He's going to Pittsburgh and he's about to be an all-pro. Because you, you know that's what's going to happen, right? You know Miles Jack's going to have a hell of a year with T.J. Watt now. I would think so. I yeah. mean, he's super gifted, man. That's the way it goes. He's not a bad player by any means. Well, and the bad thing about it, you got nothing for him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love the idea that Miles is gone, to be honest with you, but I get it. You can't pay $25 million to your linebacker spot, bro. No, I, I get it. I don't like the fact that, you know, you got a six-rounder for um, Schobert. Yeah. And now you got nothing for Miles Jack. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Put a bow on the show. Action Sports Jacks OT coming up at 6 o'clock with Brian Middleton and Casey Kurtz. Hey, hey. Uh, uh. I think they have serious trouble in the first round. Um, James Harden has more pressure on him by a mile than any other player in the postseason. Because, look, he's had failings in the postseason before in big moments, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, now, you look at what Philadelphia went through this year, what they just gave up, the number one overall pick in the draft, a guy that was a two-time All-Star. Now, listen, he had a lot of issues, and he, he came up small last year against Atlanta in the playoffs. But Ben Simmons still was the number one pick. Your franchise went through, you know, a period of time where they were a laughing stock to get guys like that. You gave them up to get James Harden. Daryl Morey went all in. That Chris Canty? Not even slightly. I didn't even notice that I was just guessing. I think you've already guessed him once today. The person that it was. You said, is he still a person? Oh, Legler? Yeah. <laughs> is he still a person? <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I said it that way, but I get what right. you're saying. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Breaking Action Sports Shacks on the Mark's question is, Tim Legler still a person or not? <laughs> Yes. Uh, maybe I'll be on. Maybe I'll be the latest in the apology machine. Oh yeah, man. There's uh, some more Adam, coming on the line. Yeah, Adam Schefter has apologized and put out a, uh, I guess, part of his podcast. Maybe a shameless plug for his podcast at the same time. Yeah. Um, so he's apologized for uh, his tweet over the weekend, which I think a lot of people were looking for because at least Gil Brandt immediately apologized. Like, if that's an at least, I don't know, but uh, now. The next guy apologizing will be Cam Newton, who, who I think was trying to pay homage to his mom and grandmother for the way he was raised. Yeah. And instead just is about to get canceled for his comments about women. Yeah. Um, not really reading the room. No. no. Not, not at all. I mean, yeah. there's taken out of context and then there's idiocy. Well, I mean, it's not taking, I mean, it, <laughs> I, 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 I get it, man. Like, like that's what he's going to claim. He's going to no, be like, for I sure. Context that I was, no, for sure. And then I get that's kind of the, the, the fallback because it's out of context, okay? But you said what you said, you know? And, like, regardless of the context, and, like, I can't really repeat a lot what he said because, well, I'll say it right here. I okay, mean, you, it, you here's, here's some of the quotes, all right? <laughs> okay. Cam Newton complained about... <laughs> He ba yeah, he basically was complaining about women who, quote, can't cook and, quote, don't know when to be quiet, end quote. Yeah. Uh, he says, quote, now a woman for me is handling your own but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, end quote. Yeah. Uh, which he said, I listened through. And yeah. he says other things in there that also could be, I mean, it's just, uh, it was a minute and 20 seconds of 
straight idiocy. Correct. Um, well, I would say probably 50 seconds. The, the actual honoring his mom and grandmother probably wasn't idiocy, but uh, the way he tried to do it. I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, people are... Like, I don't even know if you could try to say I know what he's saying. Like, I don't even know if he just, like, misspoke and just was awful. Like, no, the whole thing was bad. Like, you actually had some <laughs> questions about some other... You got to go listen to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not going to yeah. play. The other yeah, parts yeah. we're not going to play. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But... Uh, he'll be the next one to apologize. No, he, he'll, he'll definitely be apologizing. I mean, I don't... Like, apology I, a day. Yeah, I mean... We can I, do, like, a sponsorship. Apology a day. It should be our own segment. Who's getting an <laughs> apology today? Yeah. Um, yeah, you, like, like Brent said, you have to go back and listen to it yourself. We can't really get into too much about it. But even, like... Okay, so let's say we had Cam Newton on our show. And he said that. At some point, you have to stop and be like, Hey, man, go back quick. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Say that again? Yeah, you just can't be like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, dude, I feel you. I feel yeah. not. No, like you can't go along with what he's saying. I don't know if he's regularly on this podcast or if they were just catering because he's Cam Newton yeah. or what. I do think it's really interesting. Like people said that about the Gil Brandt thing too. It's a really interesting position to be in as like a host sometimes. Yeah. Like in Gil Brandt's case where the guy, like you have, res- my guess is, I don't even know who's co-hosting the show with him, but he has really respect for Gil and, and they do the show probably and all this stuff. But then it's like, so you're trying not to, like, railroad him for saying what he said, but at the same time, you can be way too passive yeah, and get a lot of the blame as well. Yeah. And in both these instances, you kind of feel that way. It's like, all right, jump in there and be like, uh, that is not cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> that's like... <laughs> I mean, all I got to no. worry about you is dipping during oh, Shock no, Your no, Mock. I, 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 mean, I was just going <laughs> to say that. I was just going to go there and be like, and it's never going to happen. Like, if you said something so outlandish, where it was like, uh-oh, Brent's, you know I mean? And we have that joke about the button, but, like, it was actually real. And, like, okay, Brent's about to get canceled. I, it, you put me in a really bad spot, tough dude. Spot. No, it, and, it, 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 and I'll do the is, same for you, too. It you genuinely know? is a tough spot to be in for the host. Yeah. Like, in those situations. Yeah. And then in our world, we want to also say the host's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. But in the yeah. spontaneous moment, it's a tricky spot. Like, did I just consume that the way I think I did? And you don't know if everybody else is going to consume it that way until it's too late. Exactly. Right? Because five hours have gone by, and now there's millions of clicks on it. No, for sure. Right? But but if worse comes to worse, and this, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, it never <laughs> happens. But if it does, we'll just say, hey, let's do that apology on our own special podcast, and that way, you know, views, because that's the world that we live in. <laughs> that is true, we're, too. Where if you mess up, and, you know, people mess up, I get that. But then go and make that apology on your own separate podcast, because, ah! Oh, what's this? Do they, get, they got a million <laughs> listens on this apology? Uh, endorsement, endorsement, endorsement. It's a wonderful world we yeah. live in. Isn't it a crazy world we live in? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. By the way, it's, I feel like we just like we could have done a journalism class today. You know, you know, you know what should happen? <laughs> if you mess up so bad, you have to apologize for it, you should have to go on the ESPN to support reporters, because no one's watching that. <laughs> and that way, no one's getting... I mean, hey, I, I mean, people are watching it. I'm sorry, because they're part of the conglomerate. Yeah. Uh, Great show, sports reporters. Uh, is it still on? Okay, but, but what I'm saying is that they should make you go on ESPN sports reporters and do the apology because they're like, you can't get any kind of bump. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, I can't wait to watch the CMT Awards on CBS 47. Oh, you, you better check it out, Brent. <laughs> Cam Brown's a big name being thrown on by me in my circle, so. I uh, can't wait to listen to uh, Action Sports Shacks OT with Casey Kurtz and Brian yeah. Middleton. They are up next. I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30. And uh, back at it tomorrow at 3 p.m. We'll hear from Trevor Lawrence, by the way, and a couple of Jaguars as well as uh, we meet with some Jags here in April. That will be on tomorrow's show. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.
Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.